Welcome to a brand new episode of Software Sessions brought to you by Outcode.io, the podcast providing quick, valuable insights into the job-seeking mind of the software developer. Listen in as members of the Outcode team host honest and valuable conversations with thought leaders across the software development and tech recruiting spaces. We're introducing Software Sessions. It's a brainchild of an Outco employee named Richie Nunez. And what Richie is aiming to capture is just real conversation amongst tech leaders and folks focused on supporting software engineers and techies in general through the job search, through the hiring process, the recruiting process, and just like capturing general experiences that allow us all to move forward, not just given the times, right, had not to COVID-19, but in general breaking into the tech industry, succeeding in the tech industry, and also just getting to know the tech industry on a global level, right? So here's our contribution to that. Uh, My name is Joshua Encarnacion. I serve as the CEO for Alco Inc. What we do is support job-seeking software engineers through the technical interview process with technical and career coaching. Our goal is to help software engineers earn jobs in three months or less, and we've done so now for five years. So we have a little bit of experience, some knowledge to share, but the focus of this episode is on Troy Sultan. So Troy, what's up? Thanks, Josh. I'm excited to chat. I'm the CEO of a company called Resource. We're a software company located here in the Bay Area in the recruiting space. And we make tools that help recruiters reach candidates more easily. And we also build tools to help them deliver a better experience to candidates once they begin interviewing. And so I've long worked in recruiting myself. As you know, I previously ran recruiting for a company called GrooveShark in the music streaming space and then went on to work under PeopleOps at Google where you and I met. And we founded Resource in 2015 now. And we've gone through many iterations and evolutions. We started as a recruiting consultancy and then kind of pivoted into a quasi-software business as we started to learn the pain points of our customers. And fast forward to today, we're a you know, full SaaS product that serves this problem primarily from the recruiter side out. And now the future and upcoming roadmap for our business is to kind of serve candidates from the outside in. And so we've gotten a really cool vantage point across a number of companies and candidates facing challenges and in the recruiting space. And we're quite excited about you know a lot of those learnings. So I'm a job-seeking software engineer. Immediately fear when I think about hiring freezes, slowing down, the economy moving in the opposite direction from just three weeks ago. What do I need to pay attention to? What do I need to do to ensure that I can still make ends meet in these times, right? Am I still a value? How am I moving as a job seeker? And what have you learned so far to help me move more effectively, more efficiently, and still earn jobs? Or is that even a possibility still? It's important to not react emotionally and quickly as you approach this this problem. I think at a high level, it's actually like job searching and interviewing is already a very high anxiety process. So I I just think as a whole, it's really important to take a breath and kind of think of yourself, be kind to yourself, kind of take a breather understand your goals with clarity. Think about the dynamic of what's going on. Feel it, right? Let yourself feel it. And then consider what that is happening is in your control and what is not. And try to really identify the things that are not in your control. And then just to the extent you can, 
dial the anxiety down. Realize that anxiety on those things is not actually a productive emotion once you feel it. So if you can, before you kind of approach this goal, dial the anxiety down to zero on the things you can't control. Keep a healthy amount of anxiety on the things you can control. It's a, it's a useful function. It's a motivating function. And then also know that in an environment where in unemployment is up, as a software engineer, as somebody in the knowledge working space, you are probably on balance still the most in demand of almost any other category of job. So I guess in a way, this is a little more kind of abstract, but notice that it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. You can still work remotely. Software engineers can work remotely. There's still many companies hiring remotely. We're not in a lot of ways, you know, we're not in events. We're not we're not, a, our skill set isn't in the physical events world where there just really are much less options. So it's kind of hold, hold a little gratitude as you approach the problem because it's, it's useful to remember that we're still very, we have some optionality. And I'd say beyond that, there are many companies freezing hiring and it is really scary and it makes for less companies hiring. Though what we're seeing is not only a lot of companies freezing hiring in the times of uncertainty, kind of taking a time out, but Many companies who are doubling down on hiring because they recognize that this is a very unique opportunity where there will be a more of an abundance of talent available on the market. Can you give us just a couple names of those companies, especially focused on software engineers? So I would say that there's this category of, I, I think what's being called now the essential companies. And these are kind of obvious. You have your Slacks and Zooms of the world. If you think about all of the tools that you're using on a daily basis, even more now that we're locked at home, these companies tend to be ones that are not only not freezing hiring, but ramping it up. Also, the big companies that's true for too, that have a little bit more stability. Like fan companies like Facebook, Apple, Amazon, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I was talking to a friend about this, just like I'm cycling through all the apps I'm using and I'm like, wow, I've... I have more time to engage in them. Good or bad. That must mean that there's more demand for engineers working on the infrastructure for these apps so they can scale. I mean, we have things like House Party app that just blew up over time because physical entertainment is inaccessible. But beyond that, obviously the essentials. Right? Like I know Zoom for a fact needs a lot of help right now. I know us here at Alco we're feeling optimistic about the fact that folks are going to have more space to develop those skills they need to navigate the interview process. So I appreciate you speaking on that. It brings me to what advice you have specifically for job-seeking software engineers that are interviewing virtually, remotely. One really amazing thing that I'm noticing happening is there's a lot of resources popping up to understand which companies are freezing hiring and which ones aren't. So at the highest level, I think run a process identify the companies that are hiring and that you are interested in and spend less time on the others. It's probably just going to focus you more. So kind of a, a component of this, I'd say, this is how I like to think about it is, this is relevant for software engineers and others, is let applying through the careers page of a company be your plan Z. What that means is try every other possible option to get into somebody into the interview process beyond just submitting an application and moving on and hoping you hear back. There are many people working at that company, for example, whom you might be able to cold message on LinkedIn or send an email to and ask them, 
What's it like to be at this company right now? Is it a company that really supports its people? Is it, is it a good time to be a software engineer at this company? And through that dialogue, you'll find one, people very willing to have a conversation with you. People love to talk about themselves. They love to talk about their companies. They're proud to work there. And at the end of those conversations, there's a very specific actionable thing that we find works quite well, which is if you're excited about what you're learning, whether that was a phone call or an email exchange or whatever it is, ask that person, what is the best way for me to apply? In probably eight out of 10 cases, that employee is incentivized to refer people into their interview process as what's called an employee referral. And they will actually just tell you to either send them their stuff or submit an application and cite their name. And this will kind of bump you up to the top of the list for the recruiting team. It'll get you seen for sure. So this is a very useful, a useful thing. And then separately, I'd probably say in the digital age in particular, spend twice the time you otherwise would preparing. So you probably get a little less of a shot in this case from a rapport building standpoint and other things to make an impression. And so test all your audio equipment. You, the last thing you want is for your internet connection to shoot you in the foot. You know, for better or worse, the interviewer doesn't want to blame you for that. But at the end of the day, they're just not going to get the information they want. They're not going to be inclined to move forward. I think that because it's harder to build rapport when you get on a call, I think looking up, if you, if you have insight into who the interviewers are and the company, Look those people up kind of doubly so. Like look at the background, see, find more ways that you can introduce some part of the conversation that's not directly them grilling you, right? Open the call. Hey, I noticed so and so. I'm happy to, to chat with you. I noticed your background was X. That was super interesting. Just kind of bring in some humanity to the process. One thing that I love to think about is, you know, you will almost always, when you start a video call or any other conversation, you'll get the empty, you know, Hey, how are you doing? And, and most 90% of people will say, Oh, I'm good. How are you? Rather than saying that, actually answer how you're doing. Say, you know, this is kind of bizarre. I'm trying to learn how to, how to interview properly and, and show, show up well digitally. And it's been a totally new learning curve. And I'm fascinated and I feel X and I feel Y. How are you holding up through this process? This right off the bat gives you the ability and an opening to have a real conversation. In a lot of ways, recruiters and interviewers want to build rapport, but they themselves don't have the skills. And so you can kind of make it really easy for them to step into a conversation with you by using small tactics like this. Be yourself and whatever comes up for you, share it and consider that if that happens to be the reason that somebody does not interview, does not you know give you the job or or reacts poorly, it's probably a really good filter about what it would be like to work with these people in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I think that the underpinning to a lot of my advice here is generally favoring those in a pretty fortunate position, which is, hey, I don't, I'm not under a phenomenal amount of pressure to pay my rent tomorrow. I can take a few weeks. And I can do a proper job search and I can build myself some optionality. And that's not the case for everybody. And I think this is an important point because there are circumstances in which you might approach this differently if you have different goals. I appreciate you paying homage to the fact that we are in a privileged position, right? In a pandemic, right? We're talking about layoffs. And beyond that, we're talking about people's lives changing overnight. And we're also talking about deaths at a global scale. But to pivot from there, it is interesting that we're stepping into this full acceptance of a globalized economy, 
right? And like, we all have insight, direct insight into what happens into each other's lives, you know, countries away, continents away, right? This digital transformation is almost just accelerated because we don't have the choice, right? Like physical contact has been limited and out of respect for each other, we're moving into this digital world so we can still connect. So I appreciate you speaking to just like, the fact that those platforms, those processes need to be thought through, but also the people skills are still something that's important. My last question for you, what is the lasting impact of this and what words of wisdom do you have for all of us, right? What is the lasting impact, not just on the job search, not just for hiring, for the tech industry and all industries in the face of COVID-19 and the pandemic and what words of wisdom do you have for us in closing? I could use... A lot of words of wisdom myself. So I, I will take a stab at this and knowing that I am dealing with the same struggles that anybody else is. I, I think that, you know, I, I was taking a walk outside, you know, carefully recently and I'm noticing how creative and resourceful all of the local, many of the local businesses are. They're turning their restaurants into grocery stores and selling their bottles of wine and their coffee shops into go windows. And this is just, it represents to me so much resourcefulness of small business owners. They, they got hit with a total curveball with no notice and overnight had to figure out how to keep their livelihood intact. And they've gotten crazy creative to solve for this problem. And I think that to me is emblematic of one of the most important parts of the job searching mindset and the career switching mindset. And really, I think the human mindset, which is, you know, much of what we'll experience in life is unexpected, can't be planned for, and we have to adapt. And so remembering like, hey, nobody planned for this pandemic. Everybody, including the people that will be interviewing you, are dealing with their own crazy stresses and kids at home and totally new conditions. And we're all adapting. We're all adapting together. So empathize with other people and, and, and hopefully they're doing the same in return, but also realize that like, it's okay. If, you don't, if you're not perfect and you don't have your stuff together, that is okay. We are all facing the same struggle and we don't need to be perfect. Thank you for listening to Software Sessions brought to you by Alco.io. Please join us for one of our upcoming virtual events. For details, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OutcoSF. If you'd like to learn more about how we accelerate the job search for software engineers, go to Outco.io forward slash about.